tonight we're talking about our hiking gear. You know, what we really need when we're going hiking, obviously. Jenny is ready for a hike. I'm, I'm not, really. This is our object lesson here tonight. We thought we'd talk about, I'm going to start us off and talk about some things that we need to make sure that we do not breathe uh, on our hike. I brought my backpack, my shoe backpack, and I'm trying to put you cute young girls that backpacks with purses. I hadn't actually gotten this out yet, so I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to bring or what not to bring. It's my cute backpack. Um, so, I guess tonight, and I don't know, if you've seen me like crying in the back of the room holding my face, I've been sick and I'm on some medication now and I feel like a new woman, but my brain just made up to be Please bear with me tonight, but, um, and I have some verses, but my phone might die, so I'm going to have to return to them or just write them down and you can look them up. But, you know, this is a devotional, it's not a full-on lesson, we're going to sit for some of it and we're really just trying to give you guys a few thoughts about what to pack you know, what you need to pack on your walk with God. And we're hoping that afterwards you can take a little bit of time to discuss. Um, and, you know, we'll give you a few ideas and things to think about. Um, but really, it's going to be, you know, on us to really look at, in our lives, what, you know, what do we need? What have we maybe not thought about packing? You know, what do we need to change? That kind of stuff. Um, we're going to do the how-to. We've learned so many good things today, uh, haven't we? It's just been so great to, to hear from all the different ladies. And now this is so... So how do we go and do it, like Susan said? What are we going to do now? So we need to get get ready, get our backpacks, and get going. So, um, well, that's what Jenny's going to talk about. I'm going to talk about what not to bring. So in my bag, I have a cute bag. Chase, Chase bring this this weekend. Mm -hmm. bring okay. makeup. Okay. Your mascara. Nobody brought makeup. I brought mascara. I, 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 mean, I, mean, I go camping, and I still bring a little bit of mascara. So, um... You guys know uh, Proverbs 3130, you know, charm um, is deceived, beauty is fleeting, charm is deceptive, but a woman who fears the Lord should be praised. Some, you know, those general <laughs> um, go in that verse. Uh, God doesn't care about what we look like, does he? So he doesn't, you know, lead us to look a certain way, does he, to fulfill his purpose and to use us? He doesn't need that from us. He wants us to love him and fear him. Uh, 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4. Go ahead and write it down. Like I said, my phone died. All my screenshots died. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to flip through it real quick. I was taking screenshots of my verses in there, and then my phone died. So it's funny. Um, that's 3 through 4. It is not fancy hair, gold jewelry, or fine clothes that should make you beautiful. No, your beauty should come from within you. The beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit that will never be destroyed and is very precious to God. That's what's precious to Him. It's our, the spirit within us. So don't, don't pack that makeup. You know, don't worry about looking good. That desire to look good, we gotta leave that. We gotta leave that um, at home when we're walking with God. Uh, the next thing on my, on my list of what not to bring is junk food, right? <laughs> I think a lot of times we fill up on those empty calories. You know, we, we can, you know, or we, uh, how do I how do I want to say this? We like to fill our lives, our time with um, distractions. You know, music, T 
TV shows, movies, uh, magazines, whatever, or even if it's like Facebook and like articles on there. Sometimes I think I'm doing really good by, oh, this mom blogger said this, and I'm, no, this is for my kids, you know, and really I should be getting my instruction for parenting from, or God, that's the best, you know, the best place to look for it from. So, um, you know, just don't be fooled by that junk food that makes you feel full for a minute, and then you're left you know, hungry very soon after, fill up on God's good stuff, but I'm not trying to talk about the good stuff, I'm sorry, that's hard. <laughs> First Peter 2.2, 2. again, I don't know what it says off the top of my head, it's just not one of those days, but I got it here. Oh, as newborn babies, you want milk, you should crave, you should want pure and simple teaching. Um, by it, you can mature in your salvation, so... You need to fill up on God's word. Um, the third thing to leave at home is tons of stuff and extra baggage. I got my my flowery bags for my hiking trip. You know, I got lots of stuff to take, and it's really hard to carry in my tiny backpack, so I have to have several bags. So, um, you know, a lot of us do carry a lot of baggage. Whether it be emotional stuff, you know, past hurts, lots of things. Um, I know, I think we've, you know, probably many of you have seen that one skit, guys, that just popped into my head that, I know, Nathan showed it at a cross chat recently, those, um, skit guys, what's it called, skit guys? They, like, do things, and then he has all these bags on, finally he lets it go. You know, God wants us to be able to, to let go of that baggage, so we got to learn how to let go of that, um, and not, not bring that with us on our walk with God. I think, um... For me, I was going to talk a little bit about, and I don't know if it's just my station in life, you know, I'm married and have two young kids, and sometimes it's just you think that you need things. I don't know if that's going to relate with anybody. You just think, well, we gotta, we got to get this, and even things, like actual physical things, when, um, you know, and then I'm reminded that I don't need it once it gets ruined by said kids, you know, <laughs> we don't really need that. I <laughs> but, um, you know, you just, everybody else, oh, they got a new car, or they have a pool, or they got this, you know, like, oh, we should get that too. We think we need things, and for whatever reason, it provides us a level of comfort, right, when we have those things. And, you know, and God doesn't want us to get that, like, get that comfort from the things that we have. He wants us to get it from Him. And so we've got to got to get rid of that baggage, whether it be the past hurt stuff and deal with those, or whether it's we're getting some comfort from the things that we have. I also think fear can be comfortable. Sometimes we like to, sometimes we live in fear, and we just, that's comfortable for us day to day. And we just, that's, that's what's comfort for us, so we, we take that with us on our walk with God, and He wants us to leave that at home. Um, we even like live in pain, like we don't deal with the past hurts that we have, and we just, that's what's comfortable for us, so day after day we just live thinking that's, again, to me, me today, <laughs> like, you know, having this tooth pain all day, and I'm like, I guess it's just, just normal, my dentist said this could happen, this kept happening, it wasn't getting any better, and I was like, finally I'm going to do something about it, I'm going to try and get rid of this pain. Another thought I had is, you know, again, I'm all over the place, and I'm so sorry. Hopefully you'll get something out of it, but just the fact that, that God is going to provide for us. I don't know if any of you guys are overpackers. I'm trying to look like an overpacker today or maybe overpacked for this weekend, but, you know, God wants us to remember that he's going to provide for us. He's going to 
provide for us, like he always has for we learned about the Israelites today, right? He delivered manna from heaven, meat from heaven. He gave the Israelites everything they needed. And if you guys have ever read Exodus or um, the other books that talk about it, I've got for Exodus 16 and verses 17 through 24 talks about how he would provide just what they needed for that day. Can you imagine living that kind of life where every day you woke up and just had to have that kind of faith that God was going to rain down your food for the day? Every day you had to just believe that he was going to do that. You know, and what what they would do is if, what God would do to the leftover manna is it would rot overnight. If they tried to gather more than they were going to eat to save it for the next day, it would rot. Worms and smell bad and all of that. Can you imagine just like, I mean, how often do we take four shirts because we might not want to wear the one that we thought we would wear. So we have to have four extra, you know. But we just think that if we, I've got to take all of this stuff because what if they don't have what I'd like? Or we just think that it's like, it's a comfort thing, I guess. And I just think God wants us to leave that alone and let him provide for us. Um, and you're going to have to figure out how that applies to your life specifically. But I don't know, to me it was just like a, a cool thing to think about. Um, Packing, what not to pack, and I've been reading through Exodus, and I was like, God really does want us to rely on Him and, and uh, trust Him to take care of us. And the other thing is the um, Hebrews 12 verse. Let's turn there real quick. I don't want to forget that. Sometimes we, we take our another ton of another bag that we like to bring along, the tons of stuff, and um, you know, bad attitude. We like to just things that weigh us down. You know, they weigh us down from keeping us from fulfilling the purpose that God has for us. So Hebrews 12, you said it was 1 through 3. Jenny? Got it. Thank you. Wait, awesome. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us, hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary in his heart. And all of you know all these things that we've talked about. And you guys know, we, we know that when we carry around baggage, that's what clears us out and keeps us from doing what God wants us to do. Most of, and maybe if you don't, if that's the first time you're hearing it, um, it definitely won't be the last. You know, some of you guys are pretty young, and it might be. Um, you know, one of your first ladies retreats or the first times you thought about that. But, you know, I do think most of us have heard that, you know, when we choose to carry around those past hurts and that emotional baggage, that it's just going to keep us from, from doing much good for the kingdom. You know, we, when we're so burdened, it's harder for us to help help um, help those around us. So we got to get rid of that baggage, get rid of the junk food that's not really going to sustain you. Oh, yeah, I have some more verses. Matthew 4, 4. Um, I think that's... I can't remember my brain, but I think that's talking about um, what kind of stuff we should fill our, you know, fill our spiritual self, you know, our spiritual selves with. Um, and we've got to get rid of that thought that we need to care about how we look and just look to serve and please. Don't pack those things. It was hard to tear down. Yeah. Because this notion of my hiking gear and all the analogies of what to bring and to what to bring on our walk with God and what not to bring on our walk with God. I mean, so many scriptures really kind of hard to 
just to bring it down, you know, but if you're preparing for a walk, preparing for a hike in this walk with God as you're coming in, I think sometimes we're left with this notion that our walk with God is sometimes just really lighthearted. Oh, this is fun. We're going on a hike. And there really is, there really is stuff to do. We have a job to do. God expects us to, you know, I think about verses that say, work out your salvation something we're supposed to do in this and we have responsibility for our walk with God you know and so in looking at what are some of the things that I do need to pack in order to be successful in doing all the things that the lessons earlier today were talking about and blazing a trail and going on uncharted territory and you know walking in the lines and you know making a way for other people to come behind me and I think, um, like I said, there's an absolute ton of stuff, but I just kind of paired it down to four. And at the end, we'll kind of have some discussion. You can come up with some and maybe get together in small groups and discuss where you are, how are you packing, what do you need help with. But I think probably some of the biggest things, like survival number one, if you're getting ready to go out in the woods and go on a hike, you need a map and a compass. You need to know how to navigate. You know, and sometimes a map is good, but you need sometimes a compass to help you interpret the map. So our map is scripture. You know, God has put out the word of God in the mind and tells us where to go. And the spirit of God directs us and also helps us interpret and apply this correctly. You know, so we're not going to get too far on our walk with God in any sort of serious direction if we don't bring along and learn how to use the map and the compass. so with that, you know, um, Psalms 1, 1 through 3, I love this psalm, it's one of my favorites, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. For those whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. That just sounds attractive, you know, and that's what I want my walk with God to be like. If you've ever been on your walk with God and you feel like, I'm just so frustrated, like why isn't anything doing what it's supposed to do or working out like what it's supposed to be? Well, are we using the tools that we have or are we just kind of out aimlessly wandering around expecting someone else to grab us by the hand? Maybe the junkies, maybe these bad attitudes, these fillers, these friends, these blogs, these other things that we read, and are we really just getting in the word and listening to the spirit with where we're supposed to go in life? Uh, you know, Galatians 5 6 says, But I say, walk in the spirit, and you will not carry out the sinful desires of the flesh. Do you ever want to figure out how, how to not sin? You know, now that's not a light switch that flicks. You know, there's a process to this, but. Walk in the Spirit, and you will not carry out the sinful desires of the flesh. Verse 25 says, If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. And in John 16, 13, they love this. Because uh, Jesus said, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. Sometimes I think we look in every other direction to figure out what to do instead of just sitting back and, and saying, God, lead me. So, but uh, one of the other things we need to bring along as you're going on a hike is proper attire. You know, you've got to have the right gear and the right clothing for the type of walk that you're going to go on. You're not going to get very far out in the woods, 
you know, these little wedges, <laughs> you know, and, and with, with cookies in a backpack that doesn't carry much or it's going to weigh you down and start hurting, you need, you know, you need good shoes, you need proper, proper gear, um, and same thing when we're out on our walk with God and following the Spirit. Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God. Mm-hmm. You know, therefore put on the full armor of God. Because remember, our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It is against the rulers and principalities and dark powers. A preacher I like to listen to sometimes, I like the way he puts it. He goes, you know, people want this nice little warm, fuzzy feeling all the time, but we are not alone in the universe, and not everything out there likes us. Yeah. Satan still wants to hurt God, and if you want to hurt somebody and you can't get to them, who do you hurt? You hurt their kids. Guess who we are? We're God's kids. So Satan wants to take us out to get to God. So we've got we've got to be dressed appropriately. You know, put on. Uh, let's see. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Take up the shield of faith, with it you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You got to be dressed right. You got to have the right gear. Um, one of the other things when you're getting ready to go on a hike, you got to know the terrain. You got to know where you're going. It's a big difference. Am I going to hike up a mountain? Am I going to take a stroll on the beach? Is it cold? Is it hot? You got to know what's going on. And again, that's because our enemies are not flesh and blood. We need to know what we're up against. You know, and sometimes, particularly as women, we kind of want to have this Pollyanna view of, of how life is going to be. And no, there's a real enemy out there. And we wage war. And God has given us weapons to do that with. And a lot of it comes right back to our compass and our map. You know, are we bathed in the scriptures? Are we walking by the Spirit? Are we listening? You know, are we carrying that sword of, you know, the belt of truth, the sword of the Spirit, helmet of salvation, these things that protect us? I think probably one of the final things, too, is you got to know yourself. you got to sit back and have an honest appraisal of yourself. Just like you're not going to go from jumping off the couch and going and hiking Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. You set yourself up to fail. And we can do the same thing spiritually and really damage ourselves if we're not really aware and honest of where we are spiritually mm-hmm. and what is around us spiritually. You know, you got to know what we're up against. And you got to be honest about that. Probably the obvious example is if I'm a recovering alcoholic, I'm not going to go and try and evangelize on the bar. I mean, that's probably some of the more obvious ones, but think about it for yourself. Are you really putting yourself in spiritually dangerous situations, lying to yourself about how you really are in the situation that you're getting yourself in? I think we do that a lot dating. You know, if you're single, I can convert this guy. Really? You know, I mean, be honest about that kind of stuff. Um, James 1.5 talks about, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask for it. God will grant it abundantly. This is one of these prayers that God has never failed to answer for me when I pray it honestly. God, show me myself. Open my eyes to the condition of my... It's a hard prayer to pray because he will do it. You know? And sometimes it's really ugly and other times you go, oh... You know, and so that's that honest appraisal of yourself. Sometimes we think of ourselves way higher than we should, and other times we really beat ourselves up and don't consider the fact that God really has brought us a long way, and we're not confident in God's power in us. 
Like it blows my mind that notion that the power that raised God from the dead, that raised Jesus from the dead after three days in flesh and rotting, is the exact same power that I have in me. What? <laughs> what? You know, it's it's mind blowing. And uh, you know, and just along with that honest appraisal is to looking really using are you honest about looking at the scriptures to tell you what truth is and not your emotions. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, above all else, the heart is deceitful. And who knows which way it goes. So many times, particularly in our culture, we are so led around uh, by our heartstrings, drug around by our nose, by our emotions, and we let our emotions and our perceptions of things determine what is truth. And that is so not what it is. We need to let God tell us what is truth about a situation, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whatever. Do we really know how to use the map of the compass that God has given us? Because this is how we live or die, you know, in our spiritual walk. Yeah, I don't think so. The um, thing I wrote down that we talked about the last day was that um, all of this we kind of talked about at the beginning too is that you know make this you got you have this path and you've got all the tools but it all implies that we need to use it get off the couch and go on that hike with God and go do it.